0: Hello, and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity this Deficit Disorder. Today we have author Jim B. North and his book, Unsung Heroes. Wear No Capes, 12 Essential Virtues for an Extraordinary Life. Quite quite a title on that book. I I like it a lot. What do you think?
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be on your show, John.
0: I'm glad you are. Um, I have a bunch of stuff that I was looking at that you sent me, and I appreciate it. It'll be vivid. And um I'm actually a uh, when I get to talking to people in their books, um, uh, I I'm a, a nut for the table of contents. And that basically gives me the book before I can read it. Mm-hmm. And uh it uh, I did find the uh, I, I I got the Kentle Library, I I bought ten bucks on it and uh, <laughs> And now I got the uh, I got a printout of the table of contents. How about that? Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think I was gonna make it. Um, yeah,
1: I actually enjoyed uh writing the table of contents.
0: didn't you? Oh I mean, you had them all out and in... interesting, okay
1: yeah, there's kind awesome. of a little bit of a world inside of the table of contents, you know that yeah, takes absolutely. a lot of uh, effort too.
0: Well, should I throw some of these table of contents in you? Are you is your memory good? Yeah. yeah, sure. Go ahead. What's your what's your favorite ch- uh chapter?
1: Well, you know, I laid the foundation with the first um virtue. You know, first of all, you know, I'm a virtue is a value, but it's a virtue because it's actively engaged. You have to take a value, make it your own make it a decision, make it a way of life. And that's what expands your life is acting on the nuts and bolts of character. Uh, Achievements are great, but the foundation is character. And if you have great achievements without character, it's not good. Uh, But if you have uh, great character, it's going to really enhance your achievements. So I started out with love as the master key because, um, It's so foundational for everything we do, everything we are. The old adage, you know, uh, your neighbor, loving your neighbor as yourself. That's Mm -hmm. a true measuring device. How am I framing my neighbor and myself? So love first. And, uh, you know, I wanted it to be an encouragement to other people.
0: That's great. For some reason, I saw a movie. long time ago, and maybe I was in church, and it was Moses. Mo- Moses had the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the never the statement came from, did it? Never?
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's true that the Ten Commandments, if you break them down, um, it's a breaking down of the big love law. You would never lie about your neighbor if you loved them. You'd never okay. kill them if you loved them. You know, you'd never bear false witness and and steal from your neighbor if you love them. And so really, you know, love is the fulfillment of those Ten Commandments in a very real way. Right.
0: Now, um, courage. Once you get the the courage for love, now you get the courage, period.
1: Yeah, courage is uh, such a... um, a beautiful tree and outgrowth of love, you know, you're never going to have the courage or want to be an encourager Mm -hmm. and to another individual, unless you love them. Um, but you know, it's an amazing thing. I think it's an untapped resource that we have levels of encouragement within us toward other people that, that we've really not, um, tapped into all the way I, I want to be an encourager i really do and when you do that somehow you get to partake of courage yourself and to a much greater extent but if you I'll put it this way john if i go around trying to discourage other people isn't my tank running pretty low if if I expect to be encouraged by other people, but I go yeah, around yeah. just being a bummer to everyone, you know, yeah. you're really going to deplete your stocks of courage if you don't make it a, a goal to be an encourager. And it's the actually to be an encourager is the way to a fulfilled life.
0: Exactly. There was a, a little note after the word courage. And it is light
1: in the dark yeah and who doesn't want that light sw- uh, switch flipped any of us want that
0: yeah
1: and, and it's not good to be discouraged and the, and the thing is is kind of like superman he goes in the phone booth and he comes out extraordinary <laughs> why because he made a decision that was the place where he made a dedication, a consecration. That hey, I'm going to take my life, what come come what may, and use it for the benefit of other people. He flies, bursts out of that phone booth, and what? He's on the way to help somebody, right? And by that dis- that disposition of his, he became extraordinary himself. But who is Superman, John? He's Clark Kent. Yeah. He's me and he's you uh, because we're ordinary people that can become extraordinary depending on what we do in the phone booth of our cri- of our decisions and our um, our crisis point. Huh? That's where we either rise or fall is how we decide that we're going to go forward in a crisis. And that
0: could be a, t- a test on chat. Chapter number three, honesty. That's up to my yes. integrity. Yeah.
1: Yes. Honesty is a huge one, you know. And John, I, I grew up as a teenager that um, I was not an honest person. Uh, right. But there came a point when I was maybe around 18 or so that uh, that all changed for me. And um, I just refused to ever say anything about anyone that's not true. Just not going to do it. And I think it's a good uh, place to be uh, that we are honest. Now, I have an unsung hero story in every single chapter of that book. Mm -hmm. And so uh, every unsung hero story is a diving board into the subject matter of that chapter. And honesty, the story that I have for honesty has to do with a really good example of the price we pay for dishonesty. So that's the story of the Modoc Indian Nation, and um, I'm sure we don't have enough time for me to tell that story. The Modoc <laughs> totally people not. came; they came from the lava beds of California. They ended up prisoners of war in northeastern Oklahoma. Go figure that!
0: Right. Well, a, a lot of those uh, tribes were known for taking Oklahoma. I I was schooled in Oklahoma elementary school. Mm-hmm. And uh, some high, junior high, some high school, and that's when we moved to Dallas. Okay. And I and I became a Texican. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but but my oldest grandson, he's going to graduate from uh, the OU from Norman.
1: Okay, that's where I live, Norman.
0: Yeah. Great. great. Yep. So, uh, I liked it. A lot. Um, A lot of,
1: uh, go ahead. Sorry,
0: not you. Go, go.
1: A lot of people don't know there are 39 federally recognized Native American tribes in the state of Oklahoma, and at one time, you know, they were sentenced here. You guys get to live in this territory forever, because we don't want you on the east side of the Mississippi. We're gonna exile you. To Indian Territory, and so, uh, but that was until the Oklahoma Land Run, and uh, mm-hmm. when uh, Oklahoma uh, oil was discovered in Indian Territory, it eventually became the forty-sixth state in the Union in 1907. But it, it was because of oil mm-hmm. of uh, course, that this so. this land was desirable. All of a sudden, okay, we wanted to take over the Indian Territory. That's a sad story, and it's a lesson in dishonesty.
0: True, true. But even today, the up and down of oil is uh, is showing the economics on whether or not that's true or not, and it's still working like it is.
1: Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Friendship. Friendship. Um, I did an uh, interview and I, I really prefer to call it a visit or a conversation because uh, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, preferred to call his television um, shows visits. And so I met Hedda Sherapan, who worked with him almost 60 years. From the very first episode, Hedda Sherapan worked with Mr. Rogers. And she is the one that kind of influenced me to, hey, you know, I really don't want to call these interviews anymore. I want to call them visits. Right, uh, right. That's the way he treated it. And uh, that's so I got to talk to her for several hours, you know, and I learned a lot about Mr. Rogers. And I put it in there in my chapter on friendship and also in my chapter on faithfulness, because Hedda is the lead unsung hero story in the chapter on faithfulness
0: I've always been a big fan of Mr. Rogers and I had two sets of family to do it over and and make it make it good Mm -hmm. Um, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood a beautiful day in the neighborhood
1: yep Uh, time time tested yeah
0: optimism
1: optimism uh jim stovall he's my lead story unsung hero story on optimism because he's a blind man that founded the narrative television network here in uh well in tulsa oklahoma where 13 more than 13 million blind people can watch tv he's also a blind man that has authored 50 books and how does a blind man write books and he's read a book every single day for more than 25 years. How does a blind man do that? Well, a person should probably read my Unsung Hero Story on Jim Stovall to find out how he does
0: that. Amazing. Really amazing. One of the ones here uh, that I liked is hope. It's the wind for your sails.
1: Yeah, everyone needs hope. You know, anytime that is diminished or depleted, We don't like it, and so why would anyone else? So it behooves us all to be dispensers of hope, and and I met a man out here in uh, Oklahoma whose whole life career is on the – he's a hope scientist. I didn't know that existed until I met him. Interesting. But I also tell the lead story, Unsung hero story of Black Wall Street, 1921, where hope was burned to the ground in a community, a racial, what was called the 1921 Tulsa race riot. More and more people know about that, but it was hidden for a long time. And so I uh, had a conversation with Senator Kevin Matthews, who grew up in Greenwood. Greenwood became Black Wall Street which was burned to the ground. But um, hope rose out of that. And uh, there's a whole story about the 1921 uh, Tulsa Race Massacre. Uh, and I had a conversation with Senator Kevin Matthews about it because he's so familiar having grown up there in Greenwood.
0: Right. You now, hope is a lot in my life. And uh, actually, I'm going to send, after we finish here, I'm going to send you a, a video. I was prepping for a TED talk. Hmm. Um, let's see here. Diligence. The winner's edge.
1: Yeah, diligence is the winner's edge, you know. It's kind of like, well, you know, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, you know, these these characters. They're more like us than we are like them, you know. Uh, truth is stranger than fiction we need to be these kinds of superheroes which are truly super helpers that's all superheroes are they take all the limits off their life by being helpers and so diligence um it's the thing that gets things done you know in the right way with the right attitude it's not enough hard work alone isn't enough but hard work with a really good attitude will get anything done. Creativity.
0: Gotta have that.
1: Creativity, yeah. It's, it's the genius of what we do. What you do, John, what I do, what Mac does, what anyone does. You take your talent and your gift and you create with it. It's the edge. You know, uh, it's the genius of what you do is how you apply it. Anyway, we all have raw talents and gifts, but the genius is making it your own and finding a way to apply that where it benefits to other people. So my unsung hero story is a violinist from Israel that I met in Jerusalem, and he's one of the best violinists in the world, but he will play for an audience of 30,000, but he'll also play for a one person in a cave in Jerusalem and get as much joy out of that as he does for performing in front of a crowd. And that's why I say we should do what we do, not for the applause of it, right. but because it's worthwhile to do something that is beneficial to another person. Now, he played in a cave in Jerusalem for one jewish man and it brought tears to the eyes of that jewish man it was so beautiful and the resonance you can imagine of the sound in a cave is absolutely amazing uh, but Nir sarusi his story is in my chapter on uh, creativity he's really an extraordinary person not just because of his talent, but the way he's chosen to apply that gift
0: i was thinking about number nine Nine, nine, gratitude, the equalizer.
1: Yeah, gratitude is so important because, and the re- reason I called it an equalizer is because we need to be grateful for what we've been able to do or accomplish in our lives. Um, we always get there with the help of someone. Someone helped us to where we are, right? But let's say you achieved greatly. And then you become a little proud or boasting about that. Well, Mm -hmm. we need to remember that we didn't do that on our own. So gratitude should always be distributed. You know, you hear the interview of the Super Bowl winning team. And at the end, the coach says, it's all about the players. And the players say, it's all about my teammates. Because you can't ever get to the place where you're not grateful. Because we were made as persons to be connected, and uh, we never get anywhere alone. And so gratitude keeps us honest, and keeps us from getting the big head. But it also will keep us from thinking less of ourselves than we should. So the, the person that doesn't think of themselves highly enough should have that raised. The person that thinks too highly of themselves should have that lowered, just a, a, you know, a few notches. It's an equalizer.
0: Thanks. Faithfulness, the great connector.
1: Faithfulness is uh doing things well and uh doing them thoroughly, being a completer of the things that are in front of us. You're setting new habits when you're faithful in the small things. This is where we play small ball because we have to do small things well, and when we do small things well. We're creating habits that will endure for the rest of our lives. Uh, when I'm s- faithful in a small thing, I know for sure that I'm going to be faithful in a larger thing. So I always say, you know, we need to treat big things as small and small things as big and and try to not differentiate. You know, we want to be a finisher. And, and that's why uh, I uh, talked with Heda who worked uh-huh. with Mr. Rogers for so long. She is the unsung hero story in the uh, chapter on faithfulness. And there's other stories in the chapters about those I subjects, know. but she was the lead one.
0: Well, next is mercy and then growth.
1: Yeah. I talked about um, grow. I mean, yeah, mercy uh, in the context of my father's death. And that was in August of uh, 2022. And a nurse uh, that became an unsung hero for him. And uh, I can't go into all the reasons why, but she is the unsung hero story in uh, the chapter on mercy because of what she did in the context of a hospital uh, for my father and the things that she did went way beyond the call of duty as a nurse And it allowed us all to spend every family member time with him an hour and a half. Uh, She foresaw his death coming. We didn't. And so uh, I'll let the reader uh, plumb the depths of that one. But, you know, hospital workers, they don't often get the credit they deserve. It's a mercy gift. It can be. It should be. You know, you can approach a job like a job or you can actually have a heart of compassion uh, like she did. Toward other people and and actually make a big difference.
0: Tell my uh, audience, Jim, where your books are. Who's selling them for you?
1: Yeah, it's uh, my book, "Unsung Heroes Wear No Capes: Twelve Essential Virtues for an Extraordinary Life." It's on BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and just bunches of outlets I don't even uh, know yet. Uh, it's also on my website, JimBeingNorth.com. The links to all those places. Uh, that I just mentioned are on my website. And a person can read the, um, you know, the back cover if they want to get a flavor, additional flavor for what the book's about, Uh, jimbnorth.com. It's there.
0: Well, I'm glad that you were able to take care of our state today. Uh, We almost didn't make it, (laughs) but we got it.
1: (laughs) Yes, we did. Yeah, Yeah, I really appreciate the time with you and the conversation and uh it's not our first conversation and uh i've enjoyed it whenever i've gotten to talk to you and appreciate your purpose with what you do searching for integrity
0: much yeah
1: such a worthwhile
0: thing it is very very much so Um, and uh, i always thank my listeners to tune in don't forget us searching for integrity And uh, so long, and happy trials to all until we meet again. How's that?
1: Thanks, John.